Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. Happy Friday to all of you as we head uh, quickly here into Week 9 in the NFL. And, yep, we are here past the halfway point and on our way toward the Fantasy Playoffs. And uh, nine weeks from now, we will be talking about who won and lost. Actually, less than that. Um Week 16, typically, is when Championship Weekend kicks in, and I'm pretty excited. Um, honestly, I am 6-2 and two in two of my three leagues, and I have, um, I'm on a little bit of a tear in the 18-team league. I have won three in a row to level out at 4-4. Four and four. Slow and steady wins the race, as I've always said. You don't win on draft day. You just do not do it. And I got burned on the waiver wire this week. And uh, we might, I would say we talk about it later, but let's just get it out of the way. I have Miles Gaskin. I was number one on the waiver wire. I have, um, I have Trey Burton on the team, and I have Dalton Schultz. So I have two tight ends that are serviceable, okay? Jordan Reed coming, you know, obviously coming off of IR with George Kittle getting hurt, and we'll talk about the Kittle injury in a few minutes. I was sitting, like I said, at the top. I didn't need the tight end, but Miles Gaskin got hurt for me. Zeke hasn't been cutting the mustard. Um, I have a couple of other guys, that the Tevin Coleman, and some guys that are just out. I needed a running back, so I said, okay, let me pick up Matt Breida. Matt Breida is the clear-cut back up there. And now he's not going to play. So yeah, I I burned my waiver priority this week for a guy that's probably not going to play a down for me. Eh, it is what it is. I have to hope that Mike Evans comes through as Calvin Ridley is also sitting on, uh, should be sitting this week for that team. But we'll get into all of the injuries. We will also get into some starts and sits as well. And, uh, of course, some beat-the-waiver-wire candidates, if there is such a thing nowadays with COVID and everything else. And uh, injuries will take a good portion of time here. I did want to uh, apologize for not having a Thursday preview episode. I was under the weather to the point where I couldn't get one done and out in time. And I didn't want to do a subpar podcast for you guys. Um, So I apologize for that. I don't know, as I'm recording this Thursday night, I don't know who will win the Packers and the 49ers game. The 49ers literally have nobody playing for them, although I am starting Jamichael Hasty in that game, so fingers crossed. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of the podcast, I want to tell you guys about another show that I listen to on a regular basis. It's called The Morning Smoke CLT. You guys have heard me talk about it before. Please, when you can, join my man G as he covers a vast array of topics that are not only near and dear to his own heart, but that we all can relate to in one way or another. You can download it on all of the platforms where podcasts are available, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, you name it. And you can always give G a follow as well on Instagram at the Morning Smoke Charlotte. Guys, check it out. If you're like me and you enjoy hanging out outside with either a cigarette, a pipe, or maybe even some chewing tobacco, or if you just like a glass of wine or even a, uh, a non-alcoholic beverage, a soft drink, and listen to some riveting uh, topics, then the Morning Smoke CLT is for you. So make sure you check it out. Once again, it's on every platform you can. It's the Morning Smoke CLT, Instagram, Morning Smoke Charlotte. 
Let's hop right into the uh, injuries, and we will start in San Francisco, where the 49ers placed Jimmy Garoppolo on injured reserve. Um, he suffered a high sprain, high ankle sprain. Um, now, this started in week two for him, and he re-injured it, so now he is basically could be done for the season, and I think that he is. Um, you're probably not relying on him to do much for you. But again, he is is not. Um, he's definitely not uh, coming back anytime soon. Nick Mullins moves into the starter role with uh, C.J. Beathard backing him up. Nick Mullins has done a fine job. He's a good streaming option depending on matchups. Now, I don't know how he did against Green Bay, so it could be where he blew the doors off of stuff and there's a lot of hype. I wouldn't buy into it even if there is. You'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, we will talk more about other injuries on that team, but I do want to talk about Matthew Stafford being on the COVID list. There's a chance, at least as of me recording this, that he will or could start uh, this week. I don't necessarily think he will, but he could. Um, he's nothing more than the streaming option. He's been kind of iffy this year, and he I was high on him, so that's one of my misses for the year. Chase Daniel would be the guy to step in there, um, just in case. Andy Dalton, obviously still dealing with his concussion. Now, he was also moved to the reserve COVID list on Tuesday, so he's not going to play against Pittsburgh. Um, and then the Cowboys have a bye in Week 10, so we'll have to wait and see. Ben DiNucci, who had a very rough time against Philadelphia, um, He's been benched, and it's either going to be Gary Gilbert or Cooper Rush, uh, depending on what's going on there in in Dallas. So as a Steeler fan, I'm petrified. If there's some way that they lose this game being undefeated, it would be, oh, it would be so bad. I don't know that I'd get over it. But anyway, we're here to talk about fantasy football. Gardner Minshew for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is out as well, so Jake Luton is in there. And from what I've heard out of Jacksonville... And I believe it was Pete Prisco from CBS Sports who mentioned that they believe Jake Luton is a better downfield passer than Gardner Minshew. What that means for fantasy, that means that if you have um, DJ Chark, you are firing him up, but you should be doing that anyway. Christian McCaffrey. Will this finally be the week that fantasy owners get him back? And if so, is he going to perform for you? Well, Right now, he's questionable, so there's a chance that he starts. If you're the McCaffrey owner and he took him number one overall, how do you not play him? Um, wow, the, what a conundrum. The way I look at it is if he's healthy enough to suit up, and, and but if he carries a questionable tag all the way to game time, be a little more skeptical. But Mike Davis lately hasn't been lighting the, the world on fire. Carolina's fighting for a playoff spot potentially, as they looked pretty good at times. I expect if he's ready to go, he should have a pretty decent game. You're not leaving him on the bench. You can't afford to get burned with your best player in there if he were to go off and you're stuck with Mike Davis. Ezekiel Elliott, suffering from a hamstring injury, we don't know if he's going to be playing this weekend. He has been limited in practice as of me recording this. Pittsburgh... While Elliott is expected to play, Pittsburgh has been very rough against running backs this year, although... <laughs> Although, Gus Edwards bludgeoned them this weekend. I watched the game, so I know. Or last weekend. So, Zeke can do it as well, but that offensive line is bad. Oh, with, a, with, a, with a quarterback that's iffy at best, I don't know that I like Zeke in this game. Even if he plays, 
I have him on two teams, and I'm trotting him out there. Chris Carson, questionable with his bruised foot. We don't know if he's going to play. I do not think he will. He's he's sitting out practices still. I think they're going to wait. I don't think they're going to put him out there. DJ Dallas did a fine job last week in uh, taking over in this offense. I think anybody with any talent whatsoever can do fine in this offense. Clearly, Chris Carson's the lead guy, but DJ Dallas is who you're going to fire up here. Travis Homer might sprinkle in, but I wouldn't start him. Kenyon Drake, questionable with an ankle injury. I don't think he plays. I believe Chase Edmonds is the guy here this week. Keep your eye on this if you are the Chase Edmonds owner, because if Drake is active, there there could be a timeshare or worse for you if you're banking on Chase Edmonds. I like Chase Edmonds this week a lot. So, yeah, even if Drake is active, if I owned him, I'd play him. That's Chase Edmonds I'm talking about. Miles Gaskin, I mentioned this uh, a few minutes ago. In my situation here, he is on injured reserve with a knee injury. He is expected to miss three games, so it is short-term um, I IR. And we'll hope, at least I'll hope, <laughs> that he'll be back to his number one um, job before the fantasy playoffs. So um, in his absence, I mentioned how Matt Breed is hurt. He's not looking to play. It is a mess. Jordan Howard could get some touches. I would not be at all surprised if he pulls a Zach Moss and gets a few touchdowns on the ground. I would not be surprised if Patrick Laird is the pass-catching back in this system. I'm not willing to take a chance on either one of those. So I have other contingency plans, as I mentioned. I have uh, Hasty, Jamichael uh, Hasty, going along with um, Ezekiel Elliott. And I did pick up, and I, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I did pick up uh, Tyler Irvin uh, for the Green Bay Packers, and I put him in as my other running back. So mm, don't know how that worked out. You guys will know as it's past uh, sun, as it's past Thursday. Devontae Freeman is questionable with an ankle injury. He doesn't appear to be uh, practicing, so it looks as though it's going to be some kind of mix of Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris, curiously enough. Maybe a little Deion Lewis sprinkled in. Um, even if he goes, I don't think you start. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's a good matchup. And, and honestly, for the Giants anyway, uh, we don't know what's going on here for running backs. Mark Ingram, questionable with an ankle injury for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not convinced he even has a starting job anymore. Even if he comes back with the way that Edwards and Dobbins tore up the Steeler defense last week, they had 190 total yards. That is almost unthinkable to me, but I watched it happen, and it looked easy. Um, I don't know which one of these guys you start, if any, but um, you're, you're definitely not going to start Ingram. Tevin Coleman is also out, um, re-aggravating the knee injury that he had. So uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are also still on injured reserve. So again, we mentioned this, Jamichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon. But McKinnon has all but disappeared the last three weeks. Michael Thomas, he might finally, he's been limited in practice all week. He may actually be ready to go this week, hopefully, for his owners anyway. He's still questionable with the ankle uh, and hamstring injuries, but Thomas will likely play against Tampa Bay. And Emmanuel Sanders has also been removed from the COVID-19 list, and he is expected to start as well for the Saints. And Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara also showed up on the injury report here, but it's minor and they're expected to go. Shoulder injury for Brees and foot for Kamara. Chris Godwin, it doesn't appear that he's going to play this week. 
he's his finger is still just not 100%, and wide receivers need fingers to catch the football. Expect Antonio Brown to step into a role here. Scotty Miller is also questionable with a hip injury. So this is one of the few weeks where I'm just hoping and praying, because I have to start him, that Mike Evans can do something here. This might be the last week that he is fantasy ele- uh, relevant. Kenny Galladay, Detroit Lions, he is out with a hip injury. Um, he is week to week, so we don't know when or if he will be back. He's not on uh, injured reserve, so that's something just to keep an eye on. Of course, Marvin Jones is the guy you want there. Calvin Ridley, as I mentioned, he's questionable but doubtful. I mean, he's not listed as doubtful, but I don't think he plays. He's dealing with a foot sprain and with a bye coming up the week after. I don't think you're going to see Calvin Ridley here. Um, I'm going to need to pivot, which I've already done. Brandon Ayuk is out with COVID-19. He has been placed on the injured reserve. Now that's San Francisco who played last night, but it just bears mentioning. Don't know how long he's going to be out if he tests positive again. George Kittle, I mentioned this a little while ago. He is on IR season-ending foot injury. Now, yeah, there's a chance he comes back, but I don't think so. Now, Ross Dwelly is actually going to step in as the starter at tight end with Jordan Reed possibly figuring into it. And I mentioned my conundrum. My worry is that Reed goes off. Reed is athletic. So with this offense, it's hard to tell. It could be Dwelly, and we have nothing to worry about. Jimmy Graham, questionable with a knee injury for the Bears. He has been held out of practice, so we don't know if he's going to be able to go Week 9 against Tennessee. Um, so far, 29 of 49 targets for 247 yards and four touchdowns. That's over eight games. Looking pretty good. Greg Olson, he has a foot injury. What else is new with him? He's questionable. Now, uh, that's it, Seattle hasn't really been using their tight ends all that much, so I don't think that is a relevant situation uh, for you to really consider um, in the grand scheme of things. For those of you out there who run a business, you're most likely using an outdated website if you even have one set up at all. That's where Bove Design comes into play. Rob and company have the tools and expertise to set your business up for success. Don't just take my word for it. Follow them on Instagram at bove.design, that's B-O-V-E dot design, and you can see their custom work firsthand. You can also check out my sharp new logo as well when you've uploaded or downloaded this podcast as it was made courtesy of Bove Design. So make sure you hit Rob, the owner, up on IG, throw him a follow, check out his work. If you're looking for graphic design work, web design or even a custom logo like the one I have. That's Bove Design, everybody. B-O-V-E dot D-E-S-I-G-N. Follow Rob on Instagram and check out his amazing service. All right, so the first start I'm going to talk to you about is Marvin Jones. Regardless of who the quarterback is in Detroit, Jones is the number one wide receiver there. That That's not even up for debate. Kenny Galladay is out multiple weeks. So if Matt Stafford is there, I would elevate him even higher. But if it's Chase Daniel, then that's still going to be okay. He's going to rely on Marvin Jones. He's a veteran presence who knows how to get the job done. He had two touchdowns a week ago. I think that he's going to continue on that trend and do very well in this offense. So locked, loaded, ready to go. 
Marvin Jones is the first start here um, of the week. The second start for me is James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a mismatch on every side of the uh, of the ball. Pittsburgh against Dallas. Dallas is depleted at quarterback. They're down to their fourth and fifth strings, believe it or not. And uh, Zeke hasn't been doing the job, as I mentioned early on, earlier in, in this. So I really do think that Connor's going to take over in this game as soon as it gets to be 14 nothing or 21 nothing. They're going to run the ball a lot on this team, get some first downs. Ben's not going to pass as much. Connor is definitely a guy that I feel um, can, can win you this week, pretty much hands down. I've gone to the well with this uh, the last three weeks, and I'm going to continue to ride that roller coaster. Well, not really a roller coaster, ride the train. That's the Washington football team defense. Just take into consideration that Daniel Jones is turnover prone. He turns the ball over, he fumbles it, he inter- he throws interceptions. This is not a situation where you're going to have a, a clean offensive side of the ball for the Giants. So there's going to be sacks. There's going to be. That offensive line is brutal. Count yourself four sacks maybe, an interception, possibly a pick six. Washington football team defense is definitely a start this week for me. And um, yeah, I think if you can pick them up off waivers and you need defensive help this week, you could do a whole lot worse than the Washington football team. Another start for me, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I didn't get into it all that much when we were talking about injuries, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, when he's on the field, is electric. I understand Kenyon Drake is the starter. I also understand that Kenyon Drake might start this week. But if he doesn't, or if he's limited in any way, Chase Edmonds has value by himself, but I do believe he's going to be the starter this week, so I believe that he is going to get that workload for this offense. So this week, I absolutely love Chase Edmonds. He might be my favorite start this week, or at least second favorite to uh, Marvin Jones. And the last guy I want to talk about when it comes to starts this week is... David Montgomery. Montgomery has been maligned lately. He hasn't done as much as we have thought he would, but he's still involved in the passing game. Chicago goes up against Tennessee, who is among the worst defenses in the league against the run. I feel that Chicago is going to have to run the ball anyway. They're kind of banged up in the uh, wide receiver core. I mean, Robinson is there, of course, um, but even Jimmy Graham is, is a little banged up. So, I don't think that Nick Foles is going to be able to throw the ball at at will, at least. And they don't do that anyway with any efficiency. This is a run-first team when they're on. And against a team like Tennessee, a defensive front like that, they can get the job done. So expect David Montgomery to have upwards of 80-85 yards, possibly one, but maybe two touchdowns. This is a good week for him. It's a get-right week, and if if he's on your team... I think you should absolutely start him. The first sit I want to get into is Ezekiel Elliott. How in the world can I say to sit Zeke? Well, I've had him on my team the last three weeks. And he's he really he struggled to break 10 points in PPR. I don't know that he can get it done against Pittsburgh. I just don't. I think another dud is coming. Now, I, I'm starting him because I'm depleted at running back. But if Gaskin was still there and I had Hasty, I really would think about benching Zeke. So, Zeke for me this week, honestly, sorry to say, 
it's a sit if he doesn't play, obviously, Tony Pollard, but not this week, as I uh, had previously mentioned. Another sit this week is Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm not singling out Johnson, but if you're starting Johnson, if you're like me, you're starting him on his potential, his 30 points that he had a couple of weeks ago, those huge target shares. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be throwing the ball all that much. As I mentioned with James Conner, I think this is going to be a run-first type situation. So I feel what you're going to have is Pittsburgh running the ball a lot, not throwing the ball all that much, and I don't think Johnson's going to have that big a game. If you have other wide receivers on your team, I think you need to check and see what's going on and possibly put one of them in there uh, to take his place. Another sit, and this is kind of iffy because I don't know if you're relying on him anyway, but with running backs being as bad as they are, you may have been, and that's Wayne Gallman. I liked Wayne Gallman up until I saw Alfred Morris take eight carries last week. I don't know what's going on here. And then you may have Devontae Freeman back in the mix now. So it is such a a messy situation that I wouldn't want to trot out there somebody that isn't going to get any play for you. There might be other options for you. You may be stuck, and if you are, you are. But if you are not stuck and you're not in, you don't have to play him, then I would say keep him on your bench because there are, again, other options for you than Wayne Gallman. Ronald Jones Jr. I think we have seen that Tampa Bay is moving toward Leonard Fournette. And I say that for a few reasons. One, Ronald Jones in Bruce Arians' tenure there has not done well. He has not stayed out of the doghouse. He's always making one mistake too many, and in this case it's just one mistake, that finds himself not involved as much in the game as uh, we had hoped he would be. I don't know what to expect from him this week. Fournette has become more of the passing down guy there, the James White, if you will, in Brady's offense. They're throwing the ball a lot more than they are running the ball. I just don't like it. So I'm going to tell you that Ronald Jones, at least for me, is a sit. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yep, I'm going that way again with Le'Veon Bell there, that was way too even a split for me. I don't like it, so I'm not going to like it this week either. I don't think, um, I think it's fool's gold at this point. And sure, you can start him if you need a flex, but I don't think he's a running back one or running back two material, um, even against Carolina. So yeah, uh, and another sit here, and this is because of last week, Zach Moss, he's not going to do that every week. Josh Allen will will vulture touchdowns. He's not going to get 81 yards every week. That was an aberration, most likely because he went against my team. And this is no lie. This happens every single time. Whenever a running back who has never really done anything, those were his first two touchdowns this season. And I called it. I texted my opponent before the game started and said, you got Moss going, he's getting two touchdowns. It happened with Jeff Wilson a couple of years ago, and it's happened with Brian Hill in the past. Or it might have been Edo Smith. It was one of those guys in Atlanta. Either way, I get burned by the backup running back every single time. Back to, uh, back to Zach Moss, though. I think he's a sit. Don't get carried away with the fact that he did well this week. I think there are better options for you uh, this week. 
The first guy I want to mention on the Beat the Waiver Wire is most likely not going to be somebody that you can pick up free of charge as he is playing as I'm recording this, and that's Jordan Reed. But maybe Jordan Reed doesn't play in this game, and maybe he's still only rostered in 19% of leagues when roster's clear next week. He is definitely somebody that should be on your fantasy radar as he is athletic, and I think that he is going to be the guy that steps in there. Now, what that means with Nick Mullins there, I can't tell you for sure, but I can tell you that he is worth taking a chance. I really do wish I had done that because the guy I took is is pretty much worthless and useless. So I don't know if that's going to be, uh, you know, if, if they're going to choose to throw to him over Ross Dwelly, but it is definitely worth looking into. Another guy that I think is a beat the waiver wire guy is if he was dropped. If you don't have an IR spot in your league, that is Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard came back for Philadelphia, but Zach Ertz is also on his way back. And if Philadelphia starts to win games again and makes a run for that division, it's only going to take about five wins to win that division, then there is a chance that Zach Ertz could could do something for your team. So Again, yeah, it, it's a chance. It's a dart throw. That's what the get a leg up on the waiver wire is all about. It's about being crafty. So yeah, these guys are uh, are not necessarily even going to play for you. But if they do and they pop, they could be uh, a key part of your team moving forward. The next guy is also... Um, on IR, and he's on the pup list, actually. And he may not even get activated, honestly. But that's Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny may come back at the end of this year, and he may be the only healthy running back in uh, in Seattle. So there is a chance with Chris Carson's injury and Carlos Hyde and everything else that he he comes back and has a role. Yeah, I know DJ Dallas is there, but Dallas could get hurt as well. Just a thought. Again, it's a dart throw. It's something to consider, and it is something that might just, just might just work out for you. And the final beat the waiver wire guy I do want to talk about. I mentioned this a while ago, and I'm going to mention it now. The the a beat the waiver wire target for me at least is. Patrick Laird. I know I mentioned I didn't have a lot of faith in him, but I think he's the pass catching back in this Miami offense. So my belief is anyway that he is going to have a decent week this week and he's going to be a waiver wire pickup next week. So if you grab him and throw him on your bench, we don't know when Miles Gaskin is coming back. We don't know if Matt Breed is coming back. You don't know what else is going on in this backfield. Jordan Howard is not going to catch passes. PPR, it's going to be Laird. You might as well take a shot at it. You're going for the jugular here. You're going to win. You're trying to win your fantasy league. So, yeah, it's not pretty. It's not flashy. These names aren't household names, and they're not anything that's going to make you excited. But some of them. If one of them pans out for somebody out there, then it's worth it. So those are the uh, the guys that I think the early bird um, get a leg up on the waiver wire type guys. Well, that is going to do it for the Friday edition of the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I want to thank you for joining me. As always, you guys are the best. You rock. So um, please have a great weekend. Enjoy your football. Make sure that uh, you guys are safe out there. 
and hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll or send me an email, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com, and I will gladly answer your questions or um, give you some advice or whatever you need. I know a lot of you text me because you have my number and, and we and you hit me up on Twitter and private messages. That's awesome. So, um, again, I like the feedback. It is uh, it is definitely what makes this show so successful and what it's become and I can't be more appreciative so I do want to as always mention that we are a proud member of the Skull King Podcast Network Skull King Sports is the newest and most up and coming sports website online we cover all four major sports MLB, NFL football NBA and the National Hockey League we also cover all collegiate sports as well as MMA fighting, boxing, golf, tennis, Major League Soccer, World Cup Soccer, Olympics, you name it. And also, we venture into fantasy football. My rankings are on the rankings page and the guys there also do their own podcast, Ryan and everybody, and it is a great, insightful tool to use for all of your fantasy needs. So again, it's www.skullkingsports.com, and if you do the hashtag Steelers, you will see my articles there as well. Again, thank you to Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the amazing music, Matt Bacon for the color scheme and concept, and our friends at Bove Design for the amazing Sharp logo. Have a great week, everybody, or have a great weekend, everybody. I will catch you guys on Tuesday. Never forget the day when you reach your new way.